on today's edition of My First Concert. So the band hits the stage right away at the beginning, and some guy, a couple of rows in back of us, gets up, throws up. Oh, my. Today we introduce you to Deb Young. Worked at Midland Records here in the Twin Cities, Positively 4th Street, iconic vinyl stores, along with Public Television's Emmy Award-winning Hall of Fame broadcaster, Eric Escala. My first concert is brought to you by Propane, the environmentally friendly energy for everyone. AquariusHomeServices.com. Heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, and water treatment. Five-star service at AquariusHomeServices.com. And our bank here at Talk North, that's Star Bank. Andy and Harry and Katie are just a few of the folks you're going to get to know when you go into their banks. You can learn a lot more, though, at StarBank.net. I'll tell you all about them as well in just a little while here on My First Concert. Deb, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Well, you've got a great legacy of going to a lot of shows, and maybe because of your connections through those record stores, I'm guessing. Well, they, one of the perks was the free tickets. Yes. And we would scoop up as many as we possibly could. And good tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And really you, good tickets. Or sometimes with the big shows, you could... You didn't necessarily get the free, but you got it the offer of yeah. being able to purchase them. So we had a lot of opportunity to see a lot of good music. And our friend Eric Eskler. Eric, I think about when Deb talked about the good tickets. There was a time when you and I gave away on the air the worst seats in the house. And then management uh, uh, kiboshed it, right? <laughs> it didn't fit into the uh, promotional <laughs> policy of the station. We'd always give away, the, we got from the promoters the worst two seats <laughs> in whatever arena it was, uh-huh. and people were... Clamoring over them. Clamoring, yeah. And then we made them come on the following day after the concert, and and it was always good. I lived on 3rd and University back when I first started at CCO in mm-hmm. 1980, and, and Deb and her, her co-worker Bruce Repke were down on 8th and 4th uh, at po- Positively 4th Street. And so I would walk down there at night to get inspiration, and they really gave me adult supervision throughout my formative <laughs> years at CCO. <laughs> So thank you, Deb. Well, you're welcome. Open till midnight, um, playing the good music. <laughs> and that's how you met, and how mm-hmm. long has uh, your concert-going relationship gone on? Over 40 years. And we just saw the Circle Jerks at uh, <laughs> yeah. First Avenue True here. story. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. And they were good? When the Jerks are in town, you just go. You can't. You go. Well, that's one of the, mm-hmm. that's a must-see. You just, it was the feel-good concert of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Deb, your first concert. What was your very first concert? Well, my first concert is a little anticlimactic. It okay. was in 1975. I saw Yes with Rick Wakeman. Oh, my. Um, but honestly, it, it didn't really leave that much of an impression. Now, when I get into my second concert, definitely left an impression. Who, who did you see? Led Zeppelin. On your second concert? Second concert. Where was that? It was at the Met Sports Center. I was 15 years old. Was that when they did two shows? They did one at Met and the next night over at the Civic? Uh, you know what? I don't remember that, but in fact, I don't even remember Led Zeppelin. You know what I remember? No. <laughs> so the band hits the stage right away at the beginning. Um, we're all set. I'm there with a, a friend of mine, and some guy, a couple of rows in back of us, gets up, throws up. On oh, us. my. On oh, us. on you. On us. So he stood up, threw oh. up, beginning of Led Zeppelin. Oh. My whole memory of my second concert is my friend Val Vincent and I in the bathroom at the Met Center. I had long blonde hair. She had long black hair. Washing our hair in the sink and bl- those blow dryers <laughs> with hair going all over. That's my second concert. Oh, Sorry. man. Sorry. Well, Sorry. 
mm-hmm. somehow maybe uh, Robert Plant can hear this or Jimmy Page or yeah, and they can re- do a redo for you. <laughs> maybe because that was it right at the beginning. Oh. I have no recollection of any of the oh, show. Oh god, you know all bands to see. But mm-hmm. uh, let's move to that. Yeah, the third, third one is where it gets interesting. And the third concert I saw, I was 15 years old, mm-hmm. and I... Um, Were you working at the record store that early or not? No. Okay. Not yet. Yep. But I was 15 years old, and the Rolling Stones were playing at the Civic Center. It was that summer. And um, two of the boys in our neighborhood had two ex- extra tickets. He offered them to me and said, hey, you want to go to the Rolling Stones? One of them was old enough to drive. So they said, we'll take you, but you come up with another friend. So I, I didn't really know who to invite, but there was this girl, I didn't know her very well. She was in my science class, and I knew that she was upset because her brothers and sisters were all going to the Rolling Stones, and she didn't have a ticket, and I, here I was with an extra one. Again, didn't know her very well. Her name is Carol Smith, and I said, well, I got a ticket. You want to go to the Rolling Stones? So, of course, she leaped on it. We get to the, and I, and I don't even know why we did this, but we we're at the uh, outside of the Civic Center, Early in the day, way before the concert, throwing frisbees, eating hot dogs, um, just soaking in this great thing that's going to happen that night. And what do you suppose? My new friend loses her concert ticket. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. So, Carol and I, we are going through garbage cans. We are retracing our footsteps. This whole time, she's practically in tears. I'm desperate. The two boys, they're history. They totally ditched us at that point. I'm sure they did. Yeah, <laughs> They totally ditched us. Um, and I am left in this um, 15-year-old dilemma of what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And um, I knew, you know, the ticket was gone. And so anyway, I ended up out of desperation going up to the ticket booth with Carol and who's crying, and with me, ready to, I did the Academy Award-winning performance of my life at the, <laughs> in front of the ticket lady, and would you believe it, she let us in. She bought, she bought what you were selling. She let us in. Now, when I look back in life, mm-hmm. and the different times I've gone to the Rolling Stones, this is going to be something that I'm going to tell you in a second here, I realized that every important lesson in my life had been learned at Rolling Stones. So that lesson that I learned with Carol was, you know, I could have, she was saying things like, um, oh, I'll wait by the car, don't go, you know, whatever. And I'm, I'm, oh, oh, what do I do? But I thought, I can't leave her. I just won't see the stones. But anyway, we get in there. So I learned my first lesson of do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And guess what? All these years later, Carol is one of my very best friends in the oh, world. Oh, cool. that's nice. In fact, she and I were at the Rolling Stones together last October. Yeah. Um, and your anyway. tickets are on your phone, so you couldn't lose them, right? Um, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> but anyway, so that was my first Rolling Stones concert, and that's where the first lesson was learned. Um, but do you want me to tell you what happened at the rest of the concert? Absolutely. Okay, so... I mean, you're going, you go to your second concert, you get thrown up on. Now you've lost a ticket at your third concert. I know. And these are Hall of Fame good. bands. I know. Yeah. It's, and it's not looking good. Okay. <laughs> but you keep going. That's impressive. Uh, something in me just said, try it again. Anyway, the role, this at this point, I am working at this... Um, I'm in high school, and I'm working at Midland Records, and um, there's there's rumors that the Rolling Stones are coming again, and we're ready. We 
well, who wouldn't want to go to the Rolling Stones? The phone rings when I'm at work, and it's the um, the local or the regional rep for Warner Brothers Records, which the Rolling Stones were recording on, and he said, "Do you guys want some tickets for the Rolling Stones?" So of course I said yes. Sure. And then he said, "How many do you want, Deb?" And I said, "Well, how many can I get?" Ten. So I said, "Okay, mm-hmm. I'll take ten. So um. So I get my 10 tickets for the Rolling Stones. I, um, I don't know if I'm a 10th grader or an 11th grader in high school, but all of a sudden, and this is in Burnsville. So Burnsville High, big, giant school. I go to school. Word gets around fast that I've got these 10 Rolling Stones <laughs> tickets, right? So... You're the, gir- the, you're the the it girl. I am the total it girl. <laughs> All the seniors loved me. Everybody was going nuts. Everybody suddenly knew me. It was so <laughs> it was so funny. And that's when I learned my second life lesson that um, nobody loves you when you're down and out, but everybody loves you when you're on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. I was the it girl. Yeah. Anyway. Good age to learn that. Good age to learn it. And, you know, so my moment of fame at the high school was pretty short-lived, and uh, that was kind of my second. So how much did you sell them for? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, Who went with you? My friends. Oh, nice. My friends. Your real friends. My real yeah, yeah. friends. Yeah. My real friends, not the new ones that we're trying to. <laughs> like trying like Eric so and I would oh, let's go find Deb. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So now I'm going to skip way ahead. I'm in college. I know Eric by this time. Mm-hmm. And I'm working at Positively 4th Street, um, which, of course, when you're in college, it's the sweetest job, working at the record store, um, University of Minnesota, Dinky Town. It was, it was super fun. Yeah. Named and after he, a Bob Dylan song. I mean, it had a great yep. Minnesota flavor. Yep. And um, so there's rumors about the Stones touring again. Mm. And um, I, I kind of trying to remember how this worked. With the tickets to go to the Stones, we'd always look in the entertainment section of the Sunday paper to know who's touring. And with the Rolling Stones, they did this thing for that particular tour where you would um, have to send a, a, a form in to become a part of a lottery to potentially be able to purchase tickets. So that's, I guess maybe they were trying to avoid big crowds or something for lines for it. But anyway, that's how we did it. Everybody I knew was trying, you know, filled out their form. Try, even, my, even my mom and my stepdad. I mean, we're all, who would have never gone to see the Rolling Stones? But I'm just saying it was a big deal. And our chances were slim. But I'm working at the record store. And one day my boss comes in and he says, you know, um, I got a job. None of you are going to want to do it. Um, in, but I need a volunteer. And it's, it's inventory, and you're going to spend the summer doing it. And you're going to count every record, every poster, every... Lifestyle accessory. There you go. Yep. <laughs> every lifestyle accessory. And, you know, they were... That was the most interesting part of the record store some days. <laughs> you say, bet. To say at least. At least yeah. Right. But anyway, he, he presents this idea. He goes, well, I know no one wants to do it, but someone's got to. But then my little light in my head went off, and I said, you know what? You know the stones are coming. And I remembered that the other record store had called and offered tickets, and I said, I'll do the inventory if you remember me for when the store gets offered tickets to the Rolling Stones. And he said, sure, no problem. So I did the job, counted it all, right? Well, 
come, you know, as, as uh, the job gets finished, I said, don't forget. You told, you told me I was going to get these Stones tickets. And he says, well, you know, I got some bad news for you. Oh, boy. Yep. He says, the store, we're only going to get two tickets. Sorry to tell you this, but I'm going to be going with my wife. What? Right? And I'm like, oh, what could I do, though? Yeah. Right? right? I couldn't do anything. And so I just had to kind of go, okay, uh, I can, I'll, I'll live with it, whatever. My mom has me come out to the house. On the dining room table, she says, look at that envelope over there. I had no idea this was there. And I go, what is it, Mom? Shoot, my mom and my stepdad won the lottery. Oh! oh. <laughs> so, so my third Rolling Stones concert, <laughs> here's the thing. The lesson is this. In life, obviously, we've got our ups, we've got our downs, but you know what? Who's always there and got your back? Mom. Right? <laughs> Mom's, yeah. Mom's always got your back. So there I was at the Rolling Stones again. Um, this last one is uh, uh, sort of unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. I, it kind of is. Keep that thought mm-hmm. in mind. We're going to take a quick break, and then I want to come back and hear that. Okay. And uh, Deb and Eric have gone to uh, a lot of concerts together. In fact, I want to get the number from them, too, here in just a minute. And we'll continue this conversation on my first concert, uh, available wherever you can download your podcast subscribe that'd be great on apple or spotify or go to talknorth.com i want to thank the folks over at uh, propane for bringing us the show making it possible reducing carbon emissions is good for all of us we know that the the question that we often have to ask though is how in the world are we going to reduce emissions and yet meet this world's increasing energy needs well let's think about propane here for a minute and if you haven't i understand that but uh, you got to learn about this because here's an excellent way to reduce emissions and yet it does meet the energy needs that we have today it's clean it's non-toxic it's an energy source that helps reduce carbon emissions right now and in fact propane's carbon intensity score i love bringing this up because it always makes you think even though we don't necessarily know most of us what a carbon intensity score is just listen to the numbers so this is propane's carbon intensity score in Minnesota, it's 80. Keep that in mind, because I'm going to tell you about grid electricity in the state, including wind and solar. Much higher carbon intensity score of 136. I mean, that's quite a separation. Who knew that using propane was that much cleaner than electricity? Plus, the abundance of propane and the growth of renewable propane means it can be used for generations to come. So millions of Americans rely on propane. They're heating homes with it, their businesses, they're fueling vehicles on road and off and much more. It really does make propane the right energy right now. So I'd find out more about it and what propane can do for you and especially the environment by going to propane.com. Eric Escala, award-winning broadcaster, and uh, Deb Young, who joins us, who had a uh, great job. I'm sure we all were envious back in the day. If you could work at uh, Positively 4th Street or Midland Records, I mean, that was kind of the hip place to be, and those were busy stores. Debbie always had customers back in the day, and now vinyl's made that resurgence, which is very cool. But let's get to the almost the unbelievable story, Eric. You were talking about it. It's, it's, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you're, you're in Barcelona, Spain on vacation. Yeah. Vacation in Barcelona for eight days. I'm with my husband and my son, who is about maybe 11 years old. It's 2012, maybe. Anyway, it's 2003, and there's a heat wave. All right? Of course, the place that we have... 
um, doesn't have an air conditioner. It was uh, like an apartment building that on the roof of the building, they kind of flapped up this little makeshift thing. It was, so, it, I jokingly referred to it as a shed. But anyway, it was on top, it was like on the roof, but built up there, small, no air, um, no, I mean, no air conditioning. And they brought a fan in, which just blasted hot air around. It was one of the... Um, heat waves that like many, many, many people in, in Spain and in France lost their lives. Mm. It was it was a bad one. Yeah. And of course that's where we chose to vacation that <laughs> summer. <laughs> so <laughs> So anyway, um, and the other thing, just for what it's worth, it was uh, a six-story building and no elevator, so we're tromping up. And I mean, of course, it's the temperatures in Celsius, which I was almost grateful for. So I kind of didn't really know how bad it was. <laughs> well, I knew it was bad. On our last night, um, I'm putting our our stuff in our packing our suitcases. I remember we had a really early ferry ride that we had to catch the next morning and sweat is just coming off of me putting this in here. Of course the windows are up for what little air we could get. And I hear this loud, loud music. It sort of sounded like the pretenders. Um, but my, that my son immediately kind of starts well, a little, you know, 12 year old whining kind of thing. Like what? And I'm thinking, <laughs> no, not tonight. We got to at least try to sleep in here. Pretty soon. I, it, it, the music doesn't stop, but I suddenly start to realize I'm hearing the first opening notes of da, 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 start me up. Yeah, that's it. All right. And I'm like, could this actually be happening right now? <laughs> that this isn't someone playing really loud music? And I look at my kid and I'm like, son, something's happening. We're get your get you ready. We're going out, you know. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> I remember I did the thing I promised myself as a mom I would never do. But when I saw the look on his face and knew this was gonna be a hard sell, I took one look and I go, you know what, Dylan? I'll give you five bucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> and of course, I was like, okay. Let's do uh -huh, it. Yeah. Uh -huh. So we run down the six flights of stairs, um, and we realized what we hadn't figured out before uh, was we were six blocks away from Olympic Stadium, an open-air open stadium, and the Rolling Stones were playing that night. So we run, there's people all over the streets. We um, get down there and of course, then we, the, we put it all together. It's, it is, it's the Rolling Stones. And um, obviously we couldn't get a ticket or anything for it, but we were still involved in all the excitement. But remember we're staying in this shed on a roof. Well, guess what? Outdoor concert for us. Because we could just sit up there. We, we, I remember we had chairs. We were so happy and could hear the whole concert. Couldn't see the band on stage, but definitely saw all the fireworks. And that is, I don't know, the crown jewel of what's the Stones. The, what's the lesson? The lesson is, you know what? Sometimes things get grim. Sometimes they get dark. But always hang in there because you never know what's right around the corner. And it could even be something to blow your mind like the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Uh, that once in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. We have uh, had a lot of fun at uh, local shows. Mm -hmm. And I think our favorite was at Mazelax. Oh, yeah, Mazelax. Northeast. Nord yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Curtis A. is the backup band for the Elvis Impersonators Contest. 
And uh, tell us about Curtis A. first. Well, Curtis A., uh, you know, Curtis uh, is a legendary Twin Cities musician. Been around, what, 50 years, I suppose? At least, yeah. Yeah. And he does a Lennon tribute every anniversary of John Lennon's death. At first half, right? Yeah. And we've been to that, I don't know, 20 times or or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this Elvis impersonation contest, they had a velvet rope. (laughs) Remember that? (laughs) Yes. They had a velvet rope separating... The VIPs uh. from the just the unwashed masses. <laughs> Didn't we have a VIP table though? We did. Well, I think I, yeah, we did. We did. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think we paid the extra two fifty. Yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> so in the VIP section, <laughs> we get peanut butter and uh, banana sandwiches and a shrimp cocktail. Shrimp cocktails. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's pretty good for two fifty. It was so funny. <laughs> oh my god. It, uh. We. I have la- I I don't think there's two times I've laughed for like two hours straight. I know. One was when I was a dark star down at the uh, NBA All Star Weekend in Houston, like about 1987 or something, and this Mazelax uh-huh. Elvis impersonator <laughs> got. <laughs> and remember, I got Dylan in that show. Well, and this is Deb's parenting skills coming totally to the front. <laughs> what happened? Your son. And he's not old enough to be in a bar. But he wants another five bucks. To, yeah. Probably, yeah, <laughs> probably. But um, gosh, what did he? What do you think he was? Fourteen, maybe fourteen. Yeah, probably. That's probably yeah. about right. But you know that thing <laughs> when your kids grow fast, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, the weather gets cold. And you flip them into, they get their jacket from the season before, and all of a sudden it, it comes down between their yes. elbow, and so it doesn't yeah. fit anymore. But that was, I'm like, oh, oh, we were wearing that that night. Anyway, it's kind of funny to me in this story, because I um, had checked with the bar. I knew that he would love to go to it, and they gave us permission. Yes, you can bring a 14-year-old in here. And um, so it was all cool to do it. But I'm looking at my kid with this little bar band on his wrist and a jacket that doesn't fit. And what were you calling me that whole night? Um, was it, uh, what, what's the little Abner character? It, it, was I like the trailer trash? No, mom? trailer trash mom. It was the trailer oh, trash mom. Oh my God. I was, that was, <laughs> it was like you had a tooth blacked out. I, I know. <laughs> you know? But here's my kid in a bar. <laughs> with, a, with a coat that doesn't and, fit. And, and we're um, watching the Elvis impersonator. And, and what did he think of the Elvis impersonator? Oh, he was thrilled. He, was he thought it was fun. He uh, thought it was so oh, fun. But it was, we had the best night. Yeah, we had it, so much But fun. you got a cool mom taking you to shows like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Well, and you, you had to think of a way to top that uh, Stones concert. You may have done it with the Elvis impersonators. Could be. <laughs> you know, happiness is where you find it. Exactly. <laughs> so she's at, she's at Duffy's for David Johansson. This is after he had left the New York Dolls, right? Right. Was he Dexter Poindexter or was I he? I kind of think he might have been. Yeah. I don't remember for you sure. You remember David Johansson? Yes, I do. Okay. He was an actor yep. after he was a musician. Mm-hmm. And Deb is going to get backstage. Yeah. Super, super exciting. I couldn't believe it. I've never been backstage before. And our friend Bruce, and again, this is at First Avenue, and it's just a little room kind of off to the right of the stage. And our friend Bruce loved the New York Dolls. And so this was going to be one of the greatest moments of his life. And uh, we love the New York Dolls, too. But anyway, get backstage to see David Johansson. And there's this line, Bruce had us on some sort of list for it. And, um, but he's way ahead of us in line. He finally, he gets in. <laughs> this is the funniest thing that I, I remember from that show is finally me and two girlfriends, 
we're, we're finally at the door and getting ready to go backstage, right? And what do you suppose the roadie at the door says to us? He goes, so, you three girls got any sexually communicable diseases? <laughs> <laughs> but the funny part was, I was, I was like, I remember kind of throwing up my hands and going, no, man, we're clean. <laughs> As if I'd ever said anything like that before in my life, or even what was what, spur of the moment. It was like, no, man. I mean, we were going to get back there, right? Jeez. <laughs> that was a pretty hilarious moment. Oh, I, man. And, and of course, it was just a fun party where people were laughing and saying how much fun they had at the show. But I, I'll never forget uttering those words out of my mouth as if they'd been uttered before. <laughs> What'd your compadre say about it? Did they just kind of look at you like, what? We were all swept up in the moment of go. wanting to get yeah. back there. Yeah. So you, you, did, you did get mm-hmm. back there. Oh, yeah. We got back there. We got to say, we got to meet David Johansson. Oh, was, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's I mean, cordial a, and nice. Oh, and, yeah. Yep. It was just for a couple minutes. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it was really fun. Well, no. was Neil Young kind to you when you met him? Uh, I, I got the behind the scenes backstage meet and greet after the, after the show. And I'm a you know real big Neil Young fan, so I walk up to him, and he walks over to me, and there's like a lot of people around, but he we we, and he, I said Neil, you don't know this, <laughs> but we've spent a lot of time together, <laughs> and with his piercing gray eyes, he looked at me soulfully and said, "Thanks, man." <laughs> And there you go. That's it. That's that's all you needed. That's all you needed to survive. I know. Do you know Johnny Thunders? Do you know Do you know him? I don't. Oh, Johnny Thunders. But but I'm going to tell. Give us the Johnny Thunders background of his musicianship. Well, Johnny. Well, we know Johnny had a monkey on his back. Yeah, he heavy heroin user. Mm. Mm -hmm. But he was also in the New York Dolls. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, and he's kind of a. He's a punk rock legend. Well, what like a great a, name. Be like mm-hmm. a Sid Vicious type of character. Okay, yep, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so we had the, he's, he came through maybe two or three times, yeah. I think, in, through Minneapolis. And of course, again, super, super excited to get to go to um, First, First Avenue. And then he, he played another show at the 7th Street Entry. And you're talking about when I was on stage. When right? you sang with him. Yep. Okay, so Johnny Thunders, this is at 7th Street, though. He's, um, again, the, really, really wasted, falling over his amps, mm. all this kind of stuff. But I don't know, I, you kind of get swept up and like, whoa, this is, I can't believe this. I can't believe what I'm seeing. And next thing I know, I got pulled up on stage to sing with them. And one of the songs is called You Can't Put Your Arms Around a Memory. And so there, I knew all the songs. And so um, there we were maybe four inches away from each other, singing into the same mic, but I'm pretty sure he didn't have any clue that I was even there. But Man. but I got to sing on stage with what, Johnny What Thunders. was the rumor earlier in the day? That he'd been caught shoplifting over at Dayton's. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Well, who hadn't? I know, who hadn't, and it was seemed believable. And, um, Is that with the jug of orange juice? That was the show. The girl that was on stage before me, I remember she was – he was annoyed with her for some, well, she was kind of obnoxious, I guess. But anyway, he finally picked up a jug of orange juice and just dumped it over <laughs> her head. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the same treat. I got to sing. I didn't get the It wasn't Anita juice. Bryant singing that commercial. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But that was punk rock. Did Prince mm-hmm. ever come into Positively 4th Street? Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's one of my big regrets about all the tickets that we, we were able to get a hold of. I've never seen Prince. 
Really? I, I could have a lot of times, but I, I just, I wasn't into it at the time. Yeah. I, it's a big, re, it's a regret, but nope, never saw Prince. But he did come into the store and he'd always want to see if we had his records in stock. It was right, it was kind of, be, it was right before he really mm-hmm. got huge. Mm-hmm. And um, the biggest thing I can remember is how little a guy he was, because I'm not that big myself, but he was definitely smaller than me. And he'd just, he'd walk in, shuffle through the records, see that his records were there, and walk out. That was pretty. Did he have a, a big guy with him, or he just nope. came in by himself? Came in by himself. Yeah, he was just mm-hmm. Minneapolis kid waiting yep. to make it big, yeah. Yep. You know, you mentioned Johnny Thunder, mm-hmm. uh, kind of looking at you. Thunders. Not, mm-hmm. Thunders, not mm-hmm. quite sure. If he, you knew who he was. Yeah. It reminds me, were you with me when, uh, I don't know if you were with me when I met uh, Timothy Leary. Oh. And and he was. The LSD doctor? Yeah, and he was bleeding from the head. Oh. And he came in and, hey, how you doing? And we sat for, you know, I talked to him, I guess, for, I don't know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And I didn't know if I should say, you know, you're bleeding. <laughs> what? On the top, from the top of your head, there's. Oh, my God. And he never noticed it. And I, oh. I never, I didn't know how to. Polite, politely say because he was uh-huh. being very gracious and nice with his time. <laughs> There's wow. a, a, a slow drain <laughs> yeah. of blood coming right down your cranium there, but yeah, that, yeah. So that's it's uncomfortable, it, isn't it? it? You're it's not weird. sure what to say. And, yeah. yeah, and Johnny had a problem. We, I mean, yeah. he he's in rock and roll heaven now. Yeah, but um, the theory was that he choked on somebody else's vomit. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you. <laughs> That's yeah. how he passed yeah. away. Bada yeah. bing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you two have been to how many concerts? Well, hang on to that. I'm going to ask you about that in just a minute. Okay. Sure. How many mm-hmm. concerts you've been together and some of the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the there's some that you go to that kind of supersede what you thought they might. I got to ask you about a few of those as well. Sure. We're talking with uh, Deb Young and Eric Escala and uh, con- a pretty good concert goers to say the least. They've gone to so many together. As I mean, as we mentioned earlier, Deb worked at uh, the record stores and some of the iconic ones here in the Twin Cities for a long time, and so had access to some of those tickets. Eric, of course, has been to a million shows. More on that in just a minute. I do want to mention all the good folks over at the North Star Banks. Yep, there's many of them uh, at North Star Banks. Pardon me. I wanted to mention all our friends at Star Bank because that is the bank of Talk North. So there you go. I, that's how much we believe in what they do. They're dependable. Good friends to have. You'll get to know them. Uh, They answer the phone when you call, which I've mentioned before. It's just kind of unusual these days. But if you walk into the bank itself, and there's 10 locations, including right here in the Twin City Metro, uh, they serve a variety of business, and they'll really get to know you. And I I know you'll get to know them as well. But you'll walk out of there. They'll know who you are. And when you come back, I got a good feeling you'll know who they are as well by name. It's really good. And And when you're talking about finances and money, and maybe loans or whatever it is you're up to, you really want to work with somebody that you feel you can trust, right? And that's how Star Bank has been successful. As I mentioned, 10 locations, and they've dealt with uh, uh, small communities for many years. They give back to those communities. They've done, if you're in the ag-related business, that's kind of how they started. They know all about that, and that's so high-tech nowadays, it's unbelievable. Take it from a kid who used to drive a tractor, and now I look at what they're like, and it's a whole different game. Well, they've uh, gone right along with uh, the... Uh, advances in the technolo- technology in things like agriculture, but also in building and in all the th- reasons you need to finance. Get to know them. They're great. They are really super good at what they do. They're starbank.net. Check their website out. You can do all the app banking you want right there. Technology is all there that you need, but you can also get to know them and talk to them. 
member FDIC and equal housing lender. Okay, Eric and Deb, you've been to, do you know how many concerts you've been together? It, what do you think? I'm going to say 80 at least. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> at yeah. least. I mean, well, it, it's really kind of hard to say. Yeah, it is. But mm-hmm. you've been to a couple hundred, well, what, a couple hundred? It, I, I pulled out all my tickets and tried to make a record So you've saved them all through the years? The one, not all of them. Sometimes we got to be on guest lists. And, oh, but sure. But mostly, um, I mean, it's everything that I could remember. It's over 200 for sure. Man. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking about... Uh, Sort of unappreciated concerts. You, you mentioned that before the break, mm-hmm. and I think we agree. Nick Lowe. Oh yeah. He was a bass player for Rockpile. He wrote uh, "Cruel to Be Kind." Was that yep. his? "Cruel to Be Kind" yep. and mm-hmm. "What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding." Mm-hmm. And he he comes about every year at to First Avenue. He played at the Dakota one year, twenty five bucks, and he shows up with low straight jackets. Do you know low straight jackets? They, oh, the, that's, you can never lose with those straight jackets. And I think it kind of comes a little bit from our growing up love of all-star wrestling. Yep. Um, but Los straight jackets performs in the mask of the luchador. Yeah, the Mexican wrestling mask. Uh-huh. And so they're like a surf kind of yeah, surf band. band. Um, Nick Lowe always has Los straight jackets when he comes to town here, but we've seen him alone too. If you ever hear that band is coming to town. Really good. Don't, don't. Uh, Let me back up a minute now. Mm-hmm. I know Eric's passionate for wrestling. Mm-hmm. You as well? As a kid. Okay. But well, it went, I know it goes a little bit, maybe into my 20s. We went to, when Hulk Hogan <laughs> was facing Nick Bockwinkle for the AWA title. Well. Sold out the Civic Center. Throw out the record book. <laughs> well, Absolutely. <laughs> So the main event is Hogan and Bachwinkle, and, and Deb and I are there with Bruce Repke, our friend. Mm-hmm. Super Sunday, I think. Su- it was it. Super Sunday, Vern's big card of the year. Mm-hmm. And I, you, do you mind me telling this? Go for it. Yep, you can tell it. <laughs> I Hulk, totally remember. It. Hulk has got his yellow T-shirt on mm-hmm. with the red lettering, Hulkamania. The iconic T-shirt, yep. Tight as it could be. He grabs the T-shirt and rips it off. As he's introduced, Deb felt urges she hadn't felt in years. <laughs> I, <laughs> I gasped. I couldn't even believe I did it. I, I I'm like, what? <gasps> I thought he was going to bring down the whole place. Well, yeah, it, it was. Mm-hmm. It was spectacular. It, <laughs> it really was worth the price of admission, right I'm there. I'm kind of embarrassed, yeah. but it was sort of funny because who knew that was? It's human nature. Yeah, yeah. what are you going to do? And he's all roided up and steroid. Oh, yeah. oh my God. So. But you know what? Back to those straight jackets, though. So when those guys come on with their mask, you never see them like kiss or something. No one oh. knows what they look like. Right. But, um, oh, so no, there's no shots of them without never. the mask. Wow. I don't think so. No, no. I don't think is so. Is one of the guys from Minneapolis? I, there is a Minneapolis connection. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That, that's why mm-hmm. they come back every uh-huh. once in a while. Uh huh. But they are so fun to see. Well, yeah. Nick Lowe, either with them or without them. And low straight jackets. All right, I'm in. Uh, I'm in the yeah. next time. Whatever. I look on YouTube and find a video. They are they're fantastic. I will. Yep. Yeah, I, I was unaware of them. So that was one that you did not maybe expect to be as good as it was. Right. I mean, we 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 knew it would be good, but we had no idea. Well, when we first saw those straight jackets, I had never even heard I, of me them. Me neither. That was a surprise. And they mm-hmm. just uh, blew the house down. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yep. Man. Yep. Okay. Other anything memorable stand out in the in the world of con- well, you know what. There's a little band out of Houston. Tell me about your experience with Archie Bell and the Drells, or at least the music of. 
I guess one of my favorite memories, and I uh, when I think back of um, nice lifelong friendship with Eric, is out of um, our group of people that would go to shows together. Um, Eric and I were the two that always liked to dance. Everyone else kind of would stand there with their arms crossed sure. and watch the band, <laughs> yes. but not Eric and me. We, we were we were dancing. Yeah. And, um, you know, couldn't the, help it. Couldn't help yeah. it. And one of the things I think about getting to go to live shows is just all the feelings of the lights going um, down and then when the lights come back on or just everything. And like, I'm here, I'm seeing this band and whatever. And I don't even know what show we were at, but we were at First Avenue. And I'll never forget, you know, you're getting kind of pushed out of the, the place with the crowd. And um, all of a sudden, um, the Tighten Up comes on, Tighten Up comes on with Archie Bell and the oh, Drills. Yeah. From Houston, Texas. Yep. <laughs> they not only sing, but they dance just as good as they want. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. And I remember looking at Eric, and he looked at me. One leg goes back into First Avenue. The other one goes back in. Next thing you know, we're dancing. <laughs> we're dancing, because how can you not do the Tighten oh, yeah. Up? you got to oh, do tighten the up. Tighten Up. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Todd Rundgren. Well, on, on, he is an abandoned from Philadelphia called the Naz, N-A-Z-Z. Mm-hmm. And on, I don't know how many albums they had, maybe just one. But on one of, the, on one of their albums, they have a version of the Tighten Up called Loosen Up. <laughs> First, we loosen up on the drum, and it's kind of aimless slashing at cymbals and the drum and no, no beat at all, no rhythm. <laughs> And then on the bass, and the guy breaks a string, and I mean, it's just it's really, fun, really funny. He's a creative guy, Todd Rundgren. Mm. Yeah. Just never know what you're going to get in a concert with him. I haven't seen him. I don't think I have either. We- yeah, I had a chance to talk to him for a long time one day. Wow. Yeah, it was really great. Wow. I think the senior tour has been fun with, uh, with uh, Mata Hoople we saw. Yep. With mm, uh, uh-huh. Ian Hunter and Ariel Bender. And they were good. I think John Bream had him like concert of the year. Wow! Pre-pandemic. Where was that at? Uh, it was First Avenue. Mm-hmm. Zombies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Colin Blundstone and Rod Argent, the keyboard guy. Yeah. Fantastic. Wayne Kramer. Oh yeah. We walked through a from MC Five. I don't know if you know if you're familiar with the MC Five, but Wayne Kramer uh, was with uh, Fred Sonic Smith, who was the late husband to Patty Smith. Uh, anyway. Uh, we saw Wayne Kramer in a blizzard at First Avenue. It, to- I totally remember. There, there was no. We would have gotten around by the bus, but yeah. there was no buses. No, it, it, we were in a blizzard yeah. for sure. And we walked from Dinky Town to First Avenue for a good hike through sn- through like a over a foot of snow. Yeah, and, and the sidewalk mm-hmm. was about six inches wide because. Where it had been tramped down, but there was no shoveling. How many were walking? Just the two of you? Yep. 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 You were walking first, making kind of a path. We get through with a whole <laughs> snowstorm. I'll bet you there were 20 people, maybe grand total, at, that night oh, for yeah. Wayne Kramer. Yeah. Um, Very chivalrous, too. Well, well, well yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> That's how you're built. Least I can do is my, my specialty. <laughs> yeah, and, and you always do the least you can do. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. <laughs> but poor Wayne. <laughs> Was having a, was struggling that night. I think he may have had some performance-enhancing drugs before oh, the show. Well, mm-hmm. Blizzards will do that. Did, did Husker do open up? I can't remember. I can't either. I can't remember. But I remember that Wayne. They finally pulled a bar stool out for Wayne to sit on so to perform. But they had to keep help coming back because he kept falling off of it. Yeah. You remember that? I do. I do. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I, well, you know, my brother George was told this by a roadie at the Duluth Arena yeah. mm-hmm. where, he, where the guy said, rock and roll is a loser's game. <laughs> <laughs> and we've seen our share of, you know, misfits and sure. 
But it's rock and roll, and right. it's always been yeah. fun. And, we, and, and yeah. it's the attitude to go with, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. an adventure. Oh, yeah. Yep. We've had so much fun. And I'm, you're wearing your Lou Reed shirt today. Yep. And you saw Lou Reed. Uh, yep. And we were reminiscing. This isn't from that show, but we were reminiscing about when he was at the State Theater. State Theater. And you know the song White Light, White yeah. Heat. Okay. The way that when the concert was over, the way they cleared the place, because no one would leave, is they brought on this blinding, yeah. blinding white light and kept fanning <laughs> yeah, it through the audience. It was I mean, cruel. It was, uh, it, you, I've never seen anything no, like it. it was awful. Mm-mm. But yeah, that was Lou Reed, white light. The same year, I think Patti Smith went to mm-hmm. the State Theater mm-hmm. and closed the show waving an American flag singing, You Light Up My Life oh, by yeah. Debbie Boone. Oh, well, now, now that was certainly unexpected. <laughs> Like Monty Python. That's something completely unexpected. Uh-huh. Yep. The, uh, was the Lou Reed show good? Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. He but he, wait, he waited about 20 minutes before they do the encore. And, that, and then well, the, the light, light. The yeah. light was oh, on. Oh, the light was it, on it was, before he came out with the encore? And he was, and you know, we're yelling, Lou Reed! Uh-huh. And he, he finally came out, but it had to be 15, 20 minutes. That was kind of on the edge of torture. It was. It yeah. really well, it was actually terrible. was. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah, now you get in trouble with a laser light in somebody's eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it would have, you couldn't, you actually couldn't look at it. It mm. was did, too much. Did we tell our buddy guy story last time I was here? We didn't tell the buddy guy story. No, let's let's share the buddy guy story right after this. Sounds good. And I do want to mention uh, Jeff and all the people I've known for a couple of decades at least over to Quarry's Home Services. Because when it comes to uh, your furnace being a problem or it comes to, uh, I mean, electrical being a problem, it comes to plumbing, uh, your water treatment, whatever it is, they do that every day. And so they're great folks to have on hand as far as having kind of your emergency numbers and knowing them. But I think the best way to meet them is have them come out and, for example, take a look at your furnace. As we get into winter, uh, you want to make sure the furnace is good. As we get into summer, you want to make sure the AC is good. I have them out every year and check mine. It makes it last a lot longer. It's well worth it. Uh, they've been my go-to company for years, and I love I did. I just recently got a new furnace system from them. They installed it, and they just they make you worry-free. And how nice is that? we got enough issues we've got to think about. When you don't have to worry about this, it's a big, big uh, comfort to know that. So I would schedule your furnace appointment today at AquariusHomeServices.com. It's that easy. I mean, they've really earned the right to be recommended. And if I may, I just want to brag about them a little bit because they just got the Minnesota Best Gold Award from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. You, actually, the readers voted them top home service company in heating and cooling, plumbing, electrical, and water treatment services. So uh, I am not surprised whatsoever about that at Aquarius Home Services. They're amazing. They're great people, trustworthy people, and I know firsthand how they always put you, the customer, first. And they work hard every day to earn that right to be recommended. You know what? You're going to notice that the first time they're out, too. Congratulations to the entire team. At Aquarius Home Services, way to go, Jeff and the staff. They're awesome. Have them become your go-to. Five-star service, no doubt about it. AquariusHomeServices.com. So, Deb, uh, I don't know if you know the story about Buddy Guy and Eric and myself and our oh. uh, friend Chris Clauser, who got us an opportunity to meet Buddy Guy, who was a friend of Chris's. And, and Eric, you take it from there, because we're going to see Buddy Guy. And Kev Mo was the opening act. At the zoo. At the zoo, with the, the, where they had the bird shows, which is... Mm-hmm. That was a fantastic place. It was really great. David Finkelman, my traveling buddy and a good friend of Deb's uh, and our mine. Tell uh, us some of the places you and Finkelman went together. We've been to more than 50 countries. But what what countries? Well, you know, Morocco, Cambodia, Vietnam, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan. 
<laughs> Kazakhstan. They did the stand tour one year. Yeah, we did the stands. That. Yeah, yeah. We 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 just got back from San Diego. He and I visited yeah. a, a college friend. Not quite as exotic no, as the stands. No. But. but anyway, Finkelman has been telling me this story for twenty years. He was at the B- Buffalo University finishing his undergraduate work, mm-hmm. and Buddy Guy, Chicago blues legend, mm-hmm. and Junior Wells, yep. harmonica. That Buddy and Junior, they were kind of a co-act for a long time. Finkelman swore to me that. Uh, when he went to see Buddy Guy and Junior Wells, Buddy announced from the stage that Junior had been stabbed. <laughs> and he, he wanted to come and blow, man, but he couldn't. He's been stabbed in the chest. <laughs> so we, you, I, I, I'm thrilled to be going to see Buddy Guy, and you get us backstage. Yeah, yeah. So I say to Buddy, my friend who's in Buffalo said, you came to Buffalo. <laughs> and I that, remember it that, well. That Junior was going to blow harmonica. But he got stabbed, and he couldn't blow. <laughs> and Buddy looks at us and says, never happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was pretty authoritative on yeah, that, too. never happened. And so so uh, we, we talked probably too long. We talked too long, and so we're sitting back there talking to Buddy Guy. And I've seen, you know, we've seen him here and there, but uh, it, uh, he's, he's just terrific and such a legend that we didn't want to leave. Yeah. Oh, no, it was And fun. someone had to come in and tell us, uh, excuse us, guys, Buddy's already late. Uh, you need to go back out to the audience. <laughs> oh, geez, sorry, sorry. Oh. And of course, we all walked out blaming Eric, but it was well. we were all in on it, and it was it was awesome. Oh. And he was so cordial and so nice. Oh, it's really fun. Can I a- ask you to help me try to solve a, a mystery? Okay. Years and years ago, this would be early '80s. I think we were all there, Finkelman too, and mm-hmm. Deb. We went to see the Wallets local band with the new Psychonauts. And Marbles, three bands. Marbles opens up, and they do about a 20-minute set. And the guy says, we're Marbles, not the Marbles. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> I have been thinking about that for 45 years. Yeah, what now is, you got me thinking. What is the difference? <laughs> marbles versus the Marbles. Brianne, what's the difference? <sighs> I feel like... <laughs> There are that genre of band, you know, like the kinks, the zombies, the okay. animals. So maybe they kind of feel we're not kitschy like that in some yeah. ways. We're marbles. So it's like, we're, we're blur, we're oasis, <laughs> yeah. we're marbles. There you go. Okay. I think it's still pretty stupid. But I can, that, I can hey, go, whatever floats your boat. I'll get a restful night's sleep today. <laughs> Eric, Thank you, Brian. I knew you could do that. You had a, one of my <laughs> lifelong greatest lines with you, me, and David Finkelman. We're at, at, we're yes. at Kaufman, right? Um, yep, Great Hall at Kaufman Union. The dead Kennedys sh- come come and mm-hmm. visit. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a day show. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, at Kaufman, at, Great Hall at Kaufman Union. Okay, yep. um, it's at the University of Minnesota. Yep, and so I'm there with David. I'm there with Eric, and um, we'd already we'd been to punk rock shows, sure. but. Um, this was the dead Kennedys and all of us. And you could see they actually had a couple of um, ambulances lined up uh, outside the door, like just waiting there. Just in case. There was slam dancing in the mosh pit. Yep. Yeah. You know. So that um, at that show, all of a sudden 
the slam dancing and the mosh pit just went, it broke loose, went wild. It did, yeah. And we, you, the three of us were kind of on the outer edge of it. But and it I was, was hiding behind you so you could protect. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, because you it, did it, clear the way in the snow during the right. blizzard on the way to hey, First Avenue. Hey, back. I, I know, but I remember um, David and I, I were st- starting to brace ourselves, and I'm looking back at Eric, and he says the classic lie, and he looks at me and he goes, "It ain't no Woodstock." <laughs> 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 I don't think it, I'll live forever and I'll always remember oh. what Do you, you remember that like show saying. well? I mean, was oh, the show yeah. good? Was the Jello music good? Biafra. Jello Biafra. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was, it was like more of a phenomenon because he'd never seen all that. Um, I mean, we'd, we'd kind of been on the edge of it, but not like at that show no, where that, they were totally like just jumping out wildly. Yeah. Um, this was kind of the height of the slam mm-hmm. dancing yeah. craze. Probably you know? couldn't have done that at the Northrop. No. no. Yeah. Although, you know, we saw Iggy Pop. Yeah. I've seen him a lot, several times. Yeah, you saw him with the Stooges or post Stooges. It was it was after the Stooges, but he's he's been to Duffy's. And good. For, oh. So we're at Northrop. This mm-hmm. is pre-pandemic, but we're at Northrop watching Iggy Pop on his comeback show. He's mm-hmm. seventy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said something that I've never heard at a rock concert before or since. <laughs> Can't imagine. And he what that leaps would be. into the this crowd, is which is his deal. Yeah. <laughs> and he grabs a you know one of his fans, a contemporary of his, and he says, "Let's rock, Grandma." <laughs> Now, I've never heard that at a rock no, concert, no, ever. No. Uh, ever. Uh, how did Grandma respond? Do you remember? She was shaking it. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. Yeah, oh, so that's the beauty of concerts, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's almost therapeutic to sit and talk about. Oh, we've had yeah, so much fun. We've had so much fun. and um, But you're not, you're still going, right? You'll still mm-hmm. go? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're uh, getting ready for the, the Lennon tribute on in December. Yeah. And there's a show on November 4th. The paranoid the paranoids are coming. Okay. Maybe. We'll see if we'll see how we're doing. Both of them? Yeah. Bada yeah. bing, bada it's bing. A, it's, <laughs> a, it's, it's the best it, I got. It's a women, it's all woman punk band. The paranoids. N O N O I D S. Oids. Yeah. Paranoids. So you're gonna go. We're thinking about we're it. We're thinking. Mm-hmm. Game time decision, maybe. So yeah. do you think tickets will be available at that point? <laughs> That's the other part. Now I don't know on tickets anymore. You know, everything's on your phone. You can't really uh, scalp tickets outside it anymore, can you? And I've got the $14 flip phone. Yeah, it's rough on me doing all the phone stuff for them. <laughs> yeah. I, uh-huh. I, I, I want to buy my ticket. I want to hold it in my hand. I do, yeah. too. You know, but isn't it, you're right. You know, when I think about your friend who lost her ticket, Yeah. and it's like traveling overseas and you have your passport. Oh, yeah. And you, you're, mm-hmm. con- at least I am, every once in a while, can I feel my right. passport? Is it still there? Oh, I yeah. do that. And, it used to, and we were... Tickets, I would do the same thing. You're going to go see a concert and double check, make sure oh, yeah. that the ticket is in there. Oh, yeah. Yep, and it's not like that anymore. So now I'm worried that my battery's going to go out on my phone or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, that's right. I didn't even think about that, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know what they do. Maybe they got a charger right there at the ticket Maybe. or at the entrance. Well, let's well, what, did, what did they do on the stones? They they Was it all uh, Ticketmaster or was it? Uh, it was t- well, that if you remember, that show was was scheduled before the pandemic. Oh, that's and right. And then we um, they sat on our money for a couple of years right. or whatever, and right. then then it was rescheduled. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there were a few of those, weren't they? Yep. The hidden yep. fees are 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 that's troub- what gets you. They're troubling. Yeah. Well. You know, the, the whole thing about the shows is just being with the people that you love, the people that you've been with at those shows for years and years and years, and just the feeling, and even, it, it always kind of takes you back to being a kid again. Yeah. Um, 
I love the Beatles. That's probably my very favorite band um, of all time. And um, I remember when my son, um, as a young teenager, first got to see a Paul McCartney show. Of course, I'd loved, I'd loved him for, for my whole life. And I always made a joke when my son was growing up that some moms take their kids to the pool, but I took mine to Liverpool a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so there we are at Paul McCartney. He's young boy and and I knew it was coming when Paul does um live and let die yeah or his shows so there's always the big bang and the um scrambling of all the laser lights all over the theater and I'm looking at my kid and him seeing that for the first time jumping out of his out of his seat and totally having his mind blown by how great it was and I just think like how lucky are we yeah. And it just kind of rolls your whole life. That's great. To you. And great. then getting to see your kids do it. and It's been fantastic. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah, you've made it generational. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Yep. Plus, if when you see that McCartney do that, mm-hmm. if you're a James Bond fan, which I am a diehard, then he's going, oh, man, Bond. And uh-huh. there's the guy that wrote the song. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, just going back to the days of working in that record shop and the albums. Mm-hmm. What were the what was the cost of the album then? What is it now? You know, I think about it, and the reason I think about it is because ticket prices then you you might have a ticket to Led Zeppelin for six bucks. Oh yeah. But nowadays, now you're thinking of Springsteen, some of the other ones coming through with. I mean, it's mm-hmm. several hundred dollars and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but albums have they changed that much in price since you were running the record store when you were shopping, Eric? Well, they're more they're they're expensive now, aren't yeah. they? Like twenty twenty two fifty or is something? that what they are? I'm not for that hundred eighty gram vinyl. Uh, and you would you would get uh, three ninety eight uh-huh. for a record at your place or seven ninety nine kind of I feel like I could for the first imagine a lot of seven ninety I remember a double record was twelve bucks yeah. um, but the cut I always go to the cutouts yeah that was Bruce's um, department three ninety eight import section cutouts. you still have some of those on oh, still sure. in mm-hmm. in plastic Mm-mm. I have Not a couple plastic. I have a couple oh really I have the Jesse Ventura. Uh, oh. Record. Oh yeah, P- picture disc. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. I think I have that too. <laughs> well, I don't know what that sells for, but I'm going to have to check that out. I know. Here <laughs> in a minute, but some of those albums are worth a lot of money. Oh yeah, they have to be in good condition with the sleeve with the, the sleeve in good shape. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Like on all collectibles, condition is important. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah. like what are the, the these uh, figurines of rock and roll stars are worth some money, but yeah. you got to have yeah. them in the package for the most part. Well, listen, you guys, I appreciate you. Anything you left out, I'm sure there's a million things you're going to walk out here going, um, oh, I remember this, I remember that. Just, okay, the Ramones, what a thrill. Who knew anything like that was coming to town? How I many mean, times did you see them? Uh, at least four. Yeah, I wow. was thinking. I think I've and, seen them three. Wow. And and so they've been at First Avenue. Oh, was it always at First Avenue? Now I'm no, they were at one of the theaters. I okay. think State or Orpheum. Oh, I do too. Worth every penny? It. Oh, well, yeah, but it's, again, it's that feeling. It's mm-hmm. like we're going to see something tonight, something new. And then there they come out with their gaba gaba hay sign and their, <laughs> yeah. je- their jeans are all ripped and you're like, whoa. Um. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I get a kick out of seeing now is thinking about those concerts is on social media, there's like, they have the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s uh-huh. uh, special places that you can look at. And uh, I just saw one recently, like in the, the uh, 70s, and they had a picture of three or four girls going to a concert that said, by the way, this is what your mother's wore. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and I don't know how kids react to that, but my, moms were pretty hip back then. So, Well, Deb has been a very hip 
Uh, Mom. <laughs> yeah. You're funny. It's cool to bring, to get your kid involved. Yeah. I think that is really neat. It's been fun. Yeah. And her, she's got a Beatles museum in her house. Wow. A little one. Well, pretty much. A mini nice. one. It, I kept all the stuff from when I was growing up. How great is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming in. This has been awesome. Thanks, David. I, I thank you so much. This is I love it. Yeah, I love it. And it's so fun to reminisce. And thank you. Oh gosh, great having a Deb Young here, of course, who has told you some of those stories, and Eric Eskla, who has been here before. I'm probably going to be back again. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's great having those two join us here today on my first concert. Brianne, there's a lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff to pick through, edit through, but actually, I would very much enjoyed it. So oh, thank thanks. you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I feel the same way. Music, and yeah, you go with your friends and things like that to shows, but actually it's almost like being with a bunch of friends you didn't know you had because mm-hmm. you all love the same stuff. Well, what mm-hmm. was your first concert? Yeah. InSync at the Metro. InSync. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. I think it's since improved a little bit since then, <laughs> but that was the first foray, it's and great. I was like, wow, this is pretty intense. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, first concert, you know, it doesn't matter. It's You're, you're there. Yep. Yeah. So. And you remember it. That's the key. I Not all of us do. remember it. Yep. I remember Eric told me I saw uh, Bob Seeger at one of my first concerts. I don't quite remember it, but uh, he apparently was touring with he Black op- Oak, Arkansas, and Rare Earth, right? He, he opened for, for Black Oak. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, can you imagine seeing Seeger and going, yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> but, you know, when I looked at this, one thing that was funny to me to see um, is when I saw 10 years after, the warm up band was Fleetwood Mac. The warm-up band. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that was at um, the Civic Center. What year was in that? In 1975, so August what, 16th. What version of Fleetwood Mac would that have been? With I that? don't even know. That's really you No, know, there were two Fleetwood Macs touring. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it wasn't the real. Boy, that's, no, that, no, there, it was a, yeah, because they, they broke off. Was it Peter Green or? Yeah, they, they had some personnel issues. Mm-hmm. and Boy, that'd be interesting to know which band that was. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I don't remember. Rand, you and I just saw a show. Do we remember? Did they say what year that uh, Lindsey Buckingham said he joined Fleetwood Mac if he could bring the, the singer Stevie Nicks with him? I think it was mid seventies. That might yeah. wasn't it. So it yeah, really that could have been could, at the beginning. Yeah. Of the, of the, yeah. Wow. The opening act for and ten years they, after. For ten years after was the the headliner, and Fleetwood Mac was the warm up. Wasn't Norm Coleman a, a roadie for ten, ten years, years after? after? Yeah, the former senator and yeah. mayor of St. Paul. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> He went to Hofstra University. He did. And he had long hair down to his shoulders at the time when he was a roadie. Well, yeah, you had to be, right? Yeah. To be a roadie. Yeah. That's an interesting life all by yeah. itself. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate thank that. You. Eric and Deb. Thank you, Brianne. Uh, my, my first concert can be uh, uh, downloaded, as you know, at Apple or Spotify or talknorth.com. And uh, we encourage you to subscribe, and then you just get them every week, and uh, you have a chance to hear all these great stories. And if you have some great stories, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on the show, as a matter of fact. Very big thank you to the folks over at Aquarius Home Services for making this possible. Go to their website, AquariusHomeServices.com, and get that five-star work on your furnace or your air conditioning or the water treatment or whatever it is. They do all those home services, electrical, plumbing. And also by propane, an excellent way to reduce emissions and yet meet the energy needs of today. It's a fascinating story, and it's all right there at propane.com. And, of course, from our friends over at StarBank.net. Visit them. That's our bank here at Talk North. And they'll answer the phone when it rings at Star Bank. We'll see you next time on My First Concert.